Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransportation.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 237. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Also, if you're looking for a great place to help your salespeople close more big deals. You like closing big deals, don't you, Aaron? I love closing big deals. They're the best deals to close. Close more deals. What if you could do it easy? Mm, less interest. Less interest. Yeah. You like to struggle a little bit. Yeah, I like to pull my hair out then and arrow, beat my head against the wall. Then arrow's not for you. It's not for me. If you're if you want to do the opposite of what Aaron does and do something easy, <laughs> then check out arrow at heyarrow.com. This uh, this week Aaron's back here with me as you can tell, and we are continuing part two of our discussion about kind of what we see happening in twenty twenty two based across based across product lines and Typical fashion, Aaron and I's schedules the last couple of weeks have been crazy with basketball games and football games and blah, 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 blah. We had so many different things. Sheep running. Sheep running. A lot of good good stuff there, you know, the important <laughs> things in life. And getting those things all done. But so Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Fleece Navidad. Oh, too bad we have hair sheep. Oh, that's true. Oh, damn. I keep, every time I do that joke, I forget it. But you have hair I know. Sheep. It's just like the Velcro gloves. They don't work. Somehow. You got to have wool. Working like a crew cut into that joke somehow. You a know crew I mean? cut? Yeah, because hair sheep. So you get a crew cut. Oh, yeah. Get a high and tight. High and tight. High and tight, baby. High and tight. All right. But anyhow, we have. We've been kicking around the idea of what to talk about here, and I think uh, probably the one thing out there that's an outlier that's not on anybody's mind right now, unless you are in this business, right, is, you know, when people think about tractors or thinking about combines or thinking about planners or thinking about things, probably the one thing out there that is heavy on on the minds of people as we come into that spring, early spring season, depending on where you're at, um, is hay equipment. Very heavy on their minds. Yeah. Hay equipment is one of those things that if you take a look at the overall spectrum of what's going on, um, hay equipment was a challenge to get in 21, more so than anything else that we came across. Well, it depends on how you define challenge. If you need a swather head before November, mm. yeah, maybe a challenge. If you just want your swather in April and your head in November, no yeah. challenge. No challenge. That's true. I guess that's a good way to put it. <laughs> but if you look at at how some of the stuff was falling together with that, you wouldn't think that 
that on the hay side of the business that that the baler the balers would be something that would be tied up as much as what we saw them be tied up as you know compared into like the amount of of componentry that goes into a tractor or a combine or a sprayer or even a planter for that matter you start looking at at big squares and you start looking at at round balers you wouldn't think there'd be that much even even windrowers for that matter i mean it's like windrowers right you know massively huge no, it, it's you know, a fourth of a combine. Right, I mean, and it's not like it's, there's not a billion moving parts to it either. Right. You know what I mean? It's not threshing components and stuff. I mean, it's got a head on the front, and it runs it through a conditioner, and it kicks it out the back, and you see how right. fast you can do and hold on in the bumpy field. Yep. You know what I mean? That's that's really what you come down to. And you, would, you wouldn't think there would be that level of of amount of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, issues with supply chain. Right. Because I mean? it's just engine powertrain, some gearboxes you know it's i mean i'm yeah. oversimplifying it here but i mean you know you get no, no you're right they're look at a parts list there are right. way less parts on a swather windrower right. however whatever you call it way call less i like to compare to a combine huh i like to call it a swath rower swath rower yeah you know what that's kind of cool hashtag it hashtag it yeah um stat that now ju- just as a disclaimer to the strictly livestock people <clears throat> like me, I'm I'm one of the brethren. The the reason that the hay equipment isn't on the front of everybody's mind is not because it's not important or we don't sell a boatload of it or anything like that. It's because what I just said. The biggest ticket in the hay world, minus and choppers. Right. We we kind of split the two up. The biggest thing is the windrower. It is a fourth of a combine. Right. So it, it takes four windrowers of panic for one combine of panic okay. because business-wise we look at numbers, <clears throat> not units, and right. blah, blah, blah. Okay, so just that disclaimer out there first and foremost. Now, you're, you're right. When and, and what's funny, the shortage... Row crop, row cropoly, mm-hmm. that's a new word too, row cropoly. Hashtag that. Is based on overnight commodity prices, sure. essentially. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Over, over month, mm-hmm. over quarter, for damn sure. That doesn't affect the hay stuff directly. Right. In fact, in, in previous years in history, the last 20 years, personal experience, mm-hmm. it's opposite. When you have good commodity prices that stuff gets tight but hey we got lots of balers and swathers to sell but also if you looked at the correlation between commodity prices as in the grains versus the livestock right commodity prices go up livestock values go down because cost of feed and everything else so there's like that yin and yang there to a point then they eventually start getting pulled up with like we saw in the 12-13 era um and I completely lost my train of thought. That happens once an episode, so sure does. might as well have that. Yeah. Um, but it, like, let, let's look at the eight to thirteen five year period. Okay. We never got short of hay equipment. You wanted hay equipment, you got hay equipment. The only time I remember anything being a little tied up was when the R four fifty came out. Mm-hmm. That was a whole new thing. That there was a little delay in that, but for the most part, no delay in hay. Okay, 
that's that's what we're with when we're talking about the delays and timing and all this kind of stuff. Guess what? That slother. It's got microchips. It can auto steer. Yeah. You know, you run into that that the the COVID supply issues, puke in your mouth, same story for the last three years mm-hmm. is what's affecting the hay so much right now. Right. To the point of it might be the most concerning, I was going to say scariest, but the most concerning equipment grouping for next year. I would, I would agree with that to, to to some extent. I think there are, and you know, when you listen to part three and four of this, you'll you'll, you'll get our other opinions on that. But I think when I look at, at the hay equipment side of the business, I think it's the fastest rebound. Absolutely. Than everything else is. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it's it's going to have. When you start looking at all the componentries that go into that, more of that stuff's become more readily available. I can see the round baler side of it rebounding quicker. Now, I'm going to be wrong. So I just wrote an article for Farm Equipment Magazine. It comes out. Well, <laughs> we are in prime company, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey, look out. Look out where you, you might chip over that name I just dropped. You might, right. I might. And anyway, I might. so I guess article I have coming out, I kind of talk about this a little bit, kind of where I see this happening. And Clear back when this first happened, I thought you know we had an you know eighteen month run and we we're going to see some things happening. But I really believe right now we're we're through twenty twenty three before we see anything mid twenty three to the fourth quarter third to the fourth quarter of twenty three before we really start seeing any real relief in sight. In my is my opinion. Just Which part of twenty three? Third and fourth quarter. Okay. All right, second half of the year. So when I think when you're looking at that, I, I think. Baylor's are going to follow right along with that, and and the reason for that is, I mean, I take that back. Baylor's are going to rebound faster than that. Yeah. I can see them getting through this twenty, like twenty two time frame going into early, um, late twenty two, early twenty three, and they, I could I could see the the Baylor situation being in a completely different conversation point than anything else. Ba- yeah, as far as and you're just speaking availability merely, right? Right. Supply chain. Supply. Yeah. Supply chain yeah. in general. Like I could I, think, I could think by the end of twenty two, that we have Baylor sitting on a lot out here. As right. Which, which one do you want? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and I I agree with you. They rebound quicker, and the supply issue, round Baylor wise, I could see being fixed pretty quick, just like tillage. Oh sure. Yeah. Both of those do not have an engine. Right. A transmission. That's why. And when I'm talking about hay being scary, I mean wind rowers. Right. Wind rowers, first and foremost. Then I'd probably say big squares, then rounds. Right. Um. So without the engine piece of it, okay, where, where they don't have engines, they don't have cabs, they don't, they don't have, they have no wires to right. speak of compared to those. And I. That's where so many of the holdups are going. Not just the chips, but it's like everything in that specific realm is a crap show. Right. And the implements, mind you, mm-hmm. outside of planners, because what has more wires than a planner? Nothing. Not much. Not nowadays. Yeah. Um, I think that's why that rebounds. I think that's also a little bit of a portion of why... In the used equipment market, they can rebound from a downturn so quick. Also, right. 
Not necessarily, not because they don't have wires on them, but because they are a whole different facet of that inventory for the supplier, for the manufacturer, for the dealer, mm. and for the user, the producer. The one thing, too, about this, the rebound, as long as you have the supply, the supply things, the other part of the rebound that is so, um, so quick to rebound is that when times do get tight, and guys are looking at something like, okay, I've got, you know, I've got 20 grand, right? Well, probably what they have is worth 25 or 30,000, and they got their 20 grand. You can get into a new baler. Yeah, right. right. So it's easy to trade. It doesn't cost yeah. you. I mean, it's, you can change you know, oil on your combine, right. or you can <laughs> trade balers. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I think, uh, to me, I look to see, I look at balers in general, round balers specifically, to, to at the end of 22 to see a significant amount of, rebound in that situation now that doesn't help going into first cutting by any means no right but you will the first cutting at 23 i think will be a totally different story it'll be a tale of two um a, a two product you know product lines especially when you start looking at wind rowers versus round balers and with how those play together do you and th- i'm asking this because this is my viewpoint like i was the one that's like uh i was i'm optimistic at times mm-hmm. I have no middle I'm either full bore optimistic you, you or the sky's falling okay that's no shit <laughs> I run a little hot um, I was like a 12 month guy like ah hell by the end of 22 we'll be rocking and rolling I'll, they'll be like please get rid of this stuff please get rid of this stuff now I'm hoping by retirement we're, we're straightened out, and I'm 42, so I've changed my tune a little bit. Do you think, and, and this is why I'm asking, do you think that, and, and here's, here's how I could see this, like you were saying by first cutting 22 could be pretty wild, but by late, did you say late 22 or late 23? We'll have Baylor sitting all over. Late 22 going into that first cutting of 23. First cutting of 23. So we'll just call it first cutting 23 because that is a bigger finish line. I could see it being even worse, honestly. Going into 23? Yeah. Why? Just knowing, and this is not this is not green and yellow, this is not red and yellow, this is not red and silver. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. Orange, white, and lime green. <laughs> it's it's not any color specific. <laughs> but oh, and let's not forget black, dark green, and red. Mustard yellow and green. <laughs> Mustard yellow and green. Chrome. Oh yeah. That's kinda I thought it was kind of tan. Maybe it is tan. Tan. Tan and almost it's like the color of my maps tan, over here. Yeah, tan and almost Deutz green. And I know you all can see the color of my maps. So <laughs> But it's not one company, and I feel like, and this is, and this is, kind of the producer in me talking. Mm -hmm. I can see them, and I realize it's not all coming out of the same factory. Every company has countless factories, okay. But I can see it being, oh damn, we've really got to concentrate on getting. We're a year and a half still behind on tractors, combines, planters, sprayers. We've really got to focus on getting that done. Mm-hmm. And hey, factory, do the best you can. 
Mm. To a point. Now, I'm not saying that is carved in stone, broad stroke, but we both, if you can get out that half a million dollar piece or that 125 piece, what are you going to do? Well, I, to answer, okay, so to your point here, is that, yeah, there are... I'm just trying to conspiracy theory well, the hell out of this. And you, you've done a good job. Well. So I think I think the one thing that to, to pay attention to... Know your audience. <laughs> is that that would be great if they said, okay, cool, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to retrofit half of X Factory to be a combine... Right. Facility and a tractor facility. You know, at this other place over here, we're gonna we're gonna double or half again grow our um, capacity to, to produce. Right now, that's that's great and wonderful. Won't ever happen because the amount of time and capital it would take to do that. And then once you're done doing that, now you have half of a factory sitting over here idle because. And, and I don't necessarily mean that, but maybe maybe Bill and Tom mm-hmm. are putting wheels on W235s, mounting tires, and okay. and then they roll them off the line. Maybe Tom's the only one doing it, because Bill's at Factory X going, oh. and Bob, who's helping lace the belts with Frank, well, now Bob is at the other factory tightening down bin extensions. Now, the only way that happens, though, is if they run out of workers, they don't have the the, work, the, the workforce to support because there's only so much capacity. Oh, funny you mentioned the workforce. What's yeah. the number one problem in this world right now? The workforce. There is a workforce issue, labor issue. You think? But now you're je- now here's the deal though. Now you're jeopardizing one for the other, right? And if you have if you have a customer base that is whether they're a combine buyer or a Round Baylor buyer, you know, there's only so much time they're going to be like, I'm willing to wait for that. Okay, first of all, this is entirely all make believe. Right. So let's say let's go to September first, twenty one. Okay. Okay. At that point, dealers are selling tractors that you get in twenty three. Okay. Regardless of color, combines, planters, whatever, it doesn't matter. I realize factories don't do that for the most part. They might juggle within that building, but they're not going to send a dude from Grand Island, Nebraska, to Racine, Wisconsin, to work on to help put tractors together. I know that, but there are different levels of that. For instance, within the building, oh sure, different yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. Anytime anything different goes on, push it back, push it back, push it back, push it back, push it back. It might be different for a day. That might push shit back two weeks as far as out the door. Sure. Yeah. Tell that is all caught up. That is what I'm getting at. Okay. I'm sorry that I went so beyond Thunderdome with that, with the mindset, but that's what I was getting at. That makes sense. That makes sense. You're, 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 it's just like on the farm, okay? You got three hired men. You got six jobs to do. What are you going to do? Right? What yeah. do we got? What do we got to get done now? Right. Okay. Yep. That's that was the angle I was going at. That's good. No, I understand. Does that make more sense? That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Are you less argumentative now? Less. Yeah. Way less argumentative. Terrific. The one thing I will say though about this, and you know, when I look at, so we've got kind of the back half of this podcast here for more of a a, a macro level. 
Let me start looking at things. I have, I don't think we see another used equipment problem until the next decade. Oh, my God. Like 2030. Did you just say that? Yeah. Oh. Whew. Till 2030. And here's why. We've got, if my three-year thing is right here, that we're going to see these three years of <clears throat> incremental supply, but not like all of a sudden we're, we're selling in to a big pile of equipment. Okay, but your, when does your three-year calendar start? Like right now. 20, so say 2022, basically. Yeah. 1122. Yeah. So you're saying until 1125. Yeah. So I think for any kind of just mundane normal. Right. Before any kind of mundane normal, 1125. We're talking 2019. Okay. Right. By 25. By 25, I think it's going to be more like 20, 2008. Inventory level wise, okay, right. And the reason I say that is you have this this. You got enough to sell, but it's healthy. Got enough to sell, but it's healthy. But you have enough demand that's keeping it right on the, on the on the turns, keeping it turning. Right, you're keeping it turning. So if that happens, right, so you have these three years to, of getting through all that, and then you'll have another three years of building up your inventory. So now you're looking at twenty twenty eight twenty twenty nine. There you go. 2030, we have... 22 plus 6 is 28, so... You know, you kind of look at it perspectively from there. That's when I think we start having that. We start having 2012 conversations in, 29, in 2027. 27, okay. What are we doing? we got to slow all this stuff down because there's this, you know, the old saying of, you know, we had this, we had a hell of a party through 2014, and then all of a sudden... I hung over. That punch in. got sour fast. And it, went, and it went sideways quick, and mom and dad came home before they were supposed to. And next thing you know, <laughs> you're trying to explain why there's 15 people passed out in their bed. You know what I mean, it's like like that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have all of this happening. I don't think we see another real inventory. Oh my God, we need to get a hold of the auction companies and see who's going to give us the best deal on this auction that we're having. Till so till 2030, 2031. Okay. So what I need to be concerned with right now is the 2028 S, what, 870? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what they come up with there. So Because like that, that'll be, that would be, at that time, yeah. the modern day 2012, 670. Right. So now I think the, the big... There's a couple things here. The big arching, overarching situation is a lot can happen between now and then when it comes to how interest rates play into what we the see. The entire world. You know what I mean? Like interest rates really start to kind of come into factor when you start looking at that. If you go from having 3.5% interest rates to 6.5% interest rates, that dramatically changes oh, things. Oh, God. Now, all that being said, all that being said, that's farm sale. Eight years from now, when we start talking about equipment, we're talking about equipment that's that's driving itself. Maybe. In some level of thing. Right? Well, it has been since 2000 for that. But I'm talking like... Nobody in the nobody cab. Nobody in the cab. Right. It's Autonomous. Still, it's still, You're talking full <laughs> autonomy. I'm talking like there's still a cab and steering wheel, and you can, if you choose to drive it, you can. Like our demo rig, that green car tractor yeah, thing. just like that. 
something like that more along like a like a drone style. You're there, but you're not in it. Exactly. You're controlling it like from another tractor type of thing. Right. Leave. Now that's going to change the way. That's works. already there. It is. It is. That's going to change the way inventory equipment inventories take a look at each other. In my opinion, that that idea of driverless equipment, whatever that looks like and whatever that is, that changes the way people look at how often they need to trade their equipment. I get it. But I can also see the biggest, and, and this is this is one of those boots on the ground things. The biggest impact we're going to see is, and I know it's always been this way, it's getting worse and worse every single day that passes. The world of agriculture. The world. What about it? The number one country that I have sold to for exporting the last three years is China. Oh, well, sure. You have, you have China buy, is buying ground all over the world. They buy enough machinery. They make their own stuff. Yeah. Things get bleak here fast. Bleaker. Bleaker. The one thing that... Early 19 wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> the one thing that the United States has over, over a lot of the other countries in the world is our ability to produce agricultural products. And Americans. In America. We have Americans. America has Americans. Russia doesn't have Americans. China doesn't have Americans. Right. That's why we are America. Because uh, us. This is one of those times I wish I had one of those buttons that made a cricket sound. Because <laughs> that would have been a great point. Great no! Point that. That's why we're America, because of us, the people. That's right. what makes this country what it is, George Washington. Yeah, I get it. I, so, I, I'm tracking. There you different. go. They don't have that. Right. I understand. So, but what I'm getting at is our ability to produce food. That's, that's one thing that we export more to the world than anybody else. Does. Absolutely. Right. So, now, other countries are coming online. You look at, you look at Brazil, right? And you look at countries like... Um, Argentina, Argentina, and like South, South American countries and, and African countries, right? <clears throat> yep. What are the one thing that they have that they don't have that we have? Infrastructure, infrastructure of any kind, <laughs> right? I mean, their infrastructure thing is is a big deal, right? right? Africa is even worse, right? There's parts of Africa that have good infrastructure, but for the most part, it's a struggle. If right? you're gonna go buy productive land today in Africa, it has no infrastructure. No, it, it really doesn't. So I mean. <clears throat> The one thing, too, is a um, good book everybody should go read. Go read this book, Accidental Superpower. Go read it. Amazing book. I don't remember who the author is. It basically talks about the United States at post-World War II, and you know the rest of, of the civilized world was blown to smithereens. So uh -huh. the United States, the one thing that was... Ironic that this comes up December seventh. By right. the way, yeah, true, right? Hey, good point. That's that's correlation there. The the Mississippi River runs right through the middle of our most richest part of our agricultural area, right? Correct. And everything east and west of that can easily funnel to it, and they can float down the river and get it to where it needs to go, right? So that that's a that's a big thing going for us now. China can go out and go out and build all the stuff they want to build, and they're going to do those kind of things, and it's going to happen. But their ramp up, <clears throat> their ramp up time to get all that stuff to port to get it back to China is a whole other thing. 
It's a whole other logistical nightmare. Now, we as the United States, is, we need to spend money on infrastructure. Absolutely. We the, are. The infrastructure bill that Good passed. Good job, Joe. The infrastructure, <laughs> well, well, the, the infrastructure bill that passed is, is, a, is, a, is a great idea in, in theory, but I don't know that a quarter of that bill is actually going to infrastructure. Yeah. It, it's like the farm bill. Right. It exactly. all goes to the city. Exactly. So I mean, part. so the overwhelming majority of that stuff is 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 what you see there. But I think as we take a look at what goes on around us, that's another reason why I think we don't see an equipment problem until twenty until twenty thirties. Is because all these other countries are coming online, and what are they going to go do? They're going to have some big government program somewhere, and I've been a part of these these different bid processes to that you know. An investor Mozambique, in a third world country. Mozambique is going to go and, and retrofit their entire ag thing, and they're going to go buy, you know, 150 combines right. and tractors and da 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 da. You know where those things usually end up? Never going through. File 13. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. So you're going to see more of these investment type people move in, and they're going to look be looking for the best possible way to start what they're doing, and that's going to be use combines. You know, Gen One technology, right? You know what I mean. They're not going to get the the full blown you know, uh, leader follower technology to go over there. No, they're going to no. get they're going to get the, the the Gen One. Like for the longest time, Mexico was always you typically buying equipment that was twenty years older than what the most current model is. They're not doing that anymore. No, they're buying like <laughs> five years five year old. Right. You know? right. There's still guys that show up and buy that eighty got any eighty eight twenties laying around. Like, right. No. What? No. I mean, 8820s. But they also, the same guy that's got 17 combines and 14 balers on the same trailer somehow stacked in there <laughs> intricately. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I don't know how you can put that 6600 up in the bin of that 680. <laughs> and But you have those kinds of countries that are going to be coming online that are going to start growing more agricultural products. They're going to start with, you know, 20 year old combines and 10-year-old sprayers and 40-year-old tractors and right. those kind of things. You know? Right. I don't know how many... Am Here, I, here's I what I see this? for export. No def. Filters are okay with. They don't want to mess with def. And I think that's just because... I it's think a fuel quality thing. Right. 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 More than anything, it's a, yeah, it's a fuel quality. And that, and that is, as I have heard through my career in the equipment business, that is even bigger... Then the infrastructure thing is what they can get their hands on for diesel fuel down there. Right. My God. Yeah. Like, here, put that sock on the end of the fuel <laughs> nozzle before you pour that in there. Get, at least grab the chunks. Right. God bless. It's it's old. It's just storage facilities and those kind of things yeah. that, are, that are bad. It's not that it's any different coming out of the refinery than it is right. right here. It's just the storage facilities. Yeah. It's been there so for four years. That's what's going to... I do see that being a, a bigger issue. And that being said... The 2012, 13, 14 model stuff that we're talking about, so that we still have a lot of, even though we've gone through we this, don't. gone through this thing, we still have more of it than we do anything else. In that hour range, we hour we range. as in the industry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. industry as a whole, there is there is out there, and I think as you look at those things and as you think about it and you really put your mind to what does that look like going down the road. Um, when you can go to a place like, you know, wherever, the Ivory Coast of, of Africa and, and start growing um, 
know, 300 bushel corn and never fertilize anything because the ground's never been ripped open, right? Right. Those kind of things. All of a sudden, that really changes that dynamic. But here's the thing. you got to have capital to do that. Oh, it takes so much. You know what I mean? And, and the guys that are from well-established farming areas that have amazing soil struggle to come up with the cash and capital right. to make that happen. Right. So it's going to be a, a bigger thing, and as you see more people get kind of going that way, and whether it's you know, whatever that might look, you look at China and their Silk Road initiatives and all the different stuff that they've got trying to push out there. China um, is getting very big since we're on the topic. Very big into hay production too. You know, very big. Yeah. You know, they got a billion people to feed. It's a lot of a lot of protein. Milk. They got a lot of stuff out there that they got to worry about. Well, and they got their hog skyscrapers now, and yeah. How do you raise 100,000 pigs on five square feet? Go up. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So I think there's a... Figured I'd throw that hay piece in since this is a hay podcast. (laughs) I think there's there's stuff there to pay attention to, but uh, that's my prediction. You know how you fix the industry as a whole? You patch it. (laughs) Wow. Hey, it's Christmas. Come on, man. It is Christmas. I'll give you one. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, good place to jump off there, Aaron. If folks wanted to reach out to you and get more information about what it is that you're doing, stuff you have to sell, and all the other fun things that you're doing in the world. Maybe somebody (laughs) wants to get some tips on hair sheep. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, or just nerd out about old farm equipment. Yeah. Um, Call me or text me. Text preferred, 308-760-1193. Or I am time to time. Active on the Twitterverse at Aaron Fintel. And I am Casey Seymour. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. Also, if you want to send me an email, you can send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at Moving Iron Podcast.com. So until next time, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennel. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransportation.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. In the 21st century Hardworking people Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here